This is the Summit Life Ministries audio experience. Hi, welcome to the Age Changer Show brought to you by Summit Life Ministries. My name is Carmen Farrell. This is Lynn Farrell, founder of Summit Life Ministries. Our mission is to elevate the church's vision to see our identity through God's eternal purpose, to equip believers to live with an eternal perspective, and to empower believers to live supernatural lifestyles in faith-filled obedience. We've been on a topic of praying with God, and I think um, we may get to that a little bit, but we're kind of going to off-road just a little bit. So what's on your heart today? Well, I want to echo what Carmen just said. Welcome to the Age Changer Show, and we want to say thank you to all of you that, number one, join us and are open to receiving from our hearts uh, truths that uh, really come out of the overflow of our life experience. And Carmen, as I've said before, our life is a living letter. It's a book that is being written by God. All of us have a life message, but it requires a lifetime that is lived in faith before God Mm for him to get all of the chapters finished. Uh, And I'm going through the process right now of of writing a book and and hopefully getting closer and closer to the finish line. And, you know, this book has been in my heart literally for um, several years. But every time I sat down and, and I wrote and I would write parts of it, I just felt like that there was missing dimensions to the message of it and that the message need to mature in me more. And so God is writing the story of our lives for his glory and, and he is producing a life message within each and every one of us. And and we, we want to finish a chapter of our life and say, I hope that's the end of the book. But no, God takes us from glory to glory, from one level of revelation of his grace, his divine ability and power to another, from faith to faith, one level of faith to another as we continue to progress towards a, a fullness of faith a mature faith that says, God, I trust you no matter what. And you have to go through some no matter what's. That's right. To grow in trust. I am going to rely upon you. I am going to lean into you. I'm going to, you know, a a phrase that Mike Bickle has used that has become near and dear to me. He uses a phrase, lean into sovereignty. Mm -hmm. When the moment is, is bigger than you, when the circumstance is bigger than you, when the need is bigger than you, um, when the pain is bigger than you, we have to lean into the sovereignty of God. And many people, when they talk about sovereignty, they, they misjudge the concept or the truth concept of sovereignty is kind of like a fatalistic mm-hmm. um, what can I do about yeah, it? Yeah, what can I do about it? Que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. No, it, it is not an arbitrary thing. It's not a, a relinquishing and saying, I, I can't control this, and so whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. No, when we say lean into sovereignty, it means that we are leaning in 
to God and saying, God, you are the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end. And that you, uh, in the revelation of yourself, you have revealed yourself to be good. You have revealed yourself to be kind. You have revealed yourself to be the one who is called the faithful one. You are the one who has, has shown time and time again the greatness of your power and the majesty of your glory. And so when we lean in, it's not just of us, you know, abandoning hope and just saying, well, we give up and, and we're just going to uh, allow circumstances mm -hmm. just to take their course and, and, and we're victims of the circumstance. No, when we lean into the sovereignty of God, we are making sure that the tether of hope mm -hmm. is, is securely fastened by a faith that is on the bedrock of the eternal God and that our hope and our faith and our confidence in love is completely and totally in him. And so, you know, in this uh, Age Changer show, the reason why I wanted to kind of go off-road, we've had a, a contrary wind that has hit us emotionally through a family situation, and I we can't divulge what that is and wouldn't want to violate uh, trust and relationship. But uh, last night we just got news and, and word on something that was, you know, just very painful to our hearts and, you know, spiritually challenging, but also emotionally draining. And so last night I was just kind of uh, internalizing this information. And, and when I go through uh, situations where I begin to process negative information and I I process things that are contrary winds. Um, I internalize things and I immediately uh, want to say, you know, should I have been more prayerful? Should I have been mm -hmm. more attentive? Should I have been more sens sensitive? Is there anything of faith-filled obedience that was lacking in me uh, to provide you know, spiritual covering and, and prayer covering over certain circumstances and situations. But then there is this moment where you just have to say, God, if there is a teachable moment in this situation, I want you to mature me, teach me. But I have to now relinquish any control that I thought I had, the illusion of control, the illusion of... <laughs> of, um, you know, that somehow my role in certain situations are more significant than they really are. I just have to surrender this care, this concern, this burden, this, this situation over to you. And I know that you are the caring God, mm -hmm. that you care uh, about us and about everyone involved more than any emotion that I could emote to say, I care about um, these people and I care about my family and I, I care about what's happening 
uh, to them and, and the circumstances of their life. God, you care more. Yeah. And you love more. And in, in, a, in a way that uh, is perfect. And, and, and even though I may want to you know, run and rush to try to be Jesus' hands and heart mm-hmm. and, and communicate words that Jesus would be ministering to those that we love and that we care for. Because uh, God is not a God who's a God at a distance. He is a God that is present and he makes himself available to us. And when we are limited in our time and space to be everywhere <laughs> and, and, and uh, there is space and distance, uh, God is present with our family uh, he is present with those that we love and he is caring for them in a way that is perfect. That's sufficient. It is sufficient. It's His it's grace amazing. is truly sufficient and the revelation of that sufficiency many times is only seen and observed when the need is so great and our weakness is felt so deeply. Um, so today... Can I add something? Yes. I found you know you can always add something. I found um, that as I've grown and matured and gone through lots of different things, that I'm quicker when there's something that's difficult. I have a quicker response to Lord, you're so good. Your character didn't change, and to fix my eyes and to, I know we've used different phrases like not waste your wilderness or. Those kinds of things where it's in the difficult times where your offering of praise is sweeter because it's more costly. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. And so Romans 8, 28 uh, becomes this anchor stone of truth to all of our lives. And that scripture is so familiar to the body of Christ because it is this anchor stone of hope, anchor stone of truth um, that helps us retranslate and interpret even the most negative or painful circumstances of life. And the Bible says, uh, according to the Apostle Paul, Romans 8, and we know, not that we guess or that I think about the, that this may be possible. There is a persuasion. There is a, a persuasion that comes out of conviction based upon what the Holy Spirit has revealed to us and has shown us. And we know that all things, that means the most difficult of things, the most darkest of things, works together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. And for years, I've reframed that scripture and paraphrased it to say that no matter what happens, because I am a lover of God and that I am in union with Christ and I'm walking in relationship to him, He can retranslate and reinterpret every circumstance and everything in my life to where I see God at work, Mm -hmm. God 
moving in on the scene of any moment, any moment of trauma, any moment of pain, and he begins to work what he can only work in the midst of darkness and difficulty. He can begin to take what the enemy meant for evil and begin to turn it out for our good, but ultimately his glory, he will be seen in the midst of that circumstance. And so today is a day for my wife and I and our family to center ourselves Mm -hmm. around not the activity of the enemy or or not the 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 conditions of the circumstance but we're recentering ourselves around a god who is a work in the midst of this construction site where i want to say how can you take uh this moment of pain and turn it into a moment of the revelation of your glory but just as jesus said Uh, to his disciples on the way uh, to go to see Martha and Mary after the death of Lazarus. He said, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. I believe today that I am going to see the glory glory. of God, the revelation of God in the middle of this circumstance. And so I want to read uh, another scripture based on another Bible story out of the Old Testament because it's imperative and it's just what Carmen mentioned a few minutes ago. It's imperative that you take action steps of faith that are contradicting the emotions that are trying to demand that you comply Mm -hmm. to the feelings that you're feeling. And these emotions said, I am going to determine what your day is like. I'm going to determine uh, the state of your wellness and your well-being. And and if if my emotions are feeling down, if I am downcast or if I'm feeling negative, I can let my emotions run their course or I can start speaking to my soul, my soul realm, my soul man, and I can begin to uh, inform him of how he is going to behave. Because our emotions have to be managed. Just as a, a children, as as parents, we just don't allow our children to... Sometimes we do. (laughs) They've taken over the house. They've done what they've wanted to with it. And we we come home after we've allowed them moments of of a lack of supervision. We go, what have you guys done? You've made a mess. Sometimes that's the way uh, our emotions have managed the household of our soul. They have wreaked havoc on our well-being and our sense of well-being as they just run amok. I, I, I've used that phrase, a soul out of control. So in this moment that Carmen and I are going through, uh, we want to encourage you by what we're doing. Every week we talk about living in light of eternity and responding to God in a, in a way in which we're 
faith-filled. Mm -hmm. Not doubt-filled, not fearful, but we want to be faith-filled as we act out our obedience to God. So in this moment, I want to make sure that I'm a practitioner of what I preach. I want to make sure that I inform my emotions. Uh, why are you downcast, O oh my soul? You put your hope back where it's supposed to be. Right. And that is put your hope in God. So in the Old Testament, there was a story um, about a, a chapter in David's life. And, you know, David had lived this moment, painful episode of his life where he was on the run and there was a vindictive, jealous, actually demon-oppressed king that was wanting to end his life and assassinate him. And so he lived life on the run and he had no security. And then finally, he became a mercenary with the Philistines. Here he had been known as the slayer of Philistine giants. Life had come full circle where now he had hired himself out as kind of a hired gun as a mercenary to the Philistine king because there was no place in Israel that he could hide anymore. And Saul was determined to hunt him down and to kill him. And so uh, the Philistine king gives him a, a, a village called Ziklag where him and his refugee a mighty band of mighty men and their families could kind of hold out. It was kind of like a group of outlaws, men on the run. They were known as, as you know, being disloyal men to King Saul, even though that was not the heart of David. But he's at Ziklag. And so David is given an assignment by the king of Philistine. Uh, a Philistine to to join Phil, the Philistine Philistia. king. Yeah, Philistia. I'll get it out of my <laughs> mouth. Uh, to join the army, the Philistine army. And so he takes these men and they go do what they've been paid to do. And so as a soldier, uh, David responds to the king of Philistia. And while they're away, this band of marauders take and attack this village and they carry off um, their families into captivity and still all of their possessions. And so when they come back from their military duty and they come back, their families are gone. And, you know, survivors of this, uh, you know, marauding group of individuals that came through tell David, they said, you know, they came, they struck suddenly, They've taken your families. And it was so disconcerting. The, the grief was so overwhelming. The pain was so overwhelming that at one moment, uh, these men had been very loyal to David, turned against him. I mean, mm -hmm. pain can lead to moments of a flash of anger because we're so frustrated and disappointed. And, and they thought about stoning David because mm -hmm. it's like, you're the reason why our families are lost and we may never see them again. And there is something that the Bible says that shows the strength of David's life in God. And this is what it said. Where are you? First I'm in first Samuel uh, chapter 30 and in verse uh, five or verse six of first Samuel chapter 30, 
says, and David was greatly distressed. The root of that word is stress. I mean, there was such intense pressure on him at this mm -hmm. moment that I'm sure that it was like, what do I do? What am I going to do? My own friends want to kill me. My own friends want to reject me. And, and then the compounding effect of the life that he's lived, it looks like none of the prophetic words over his life are ever going to be fulfilled. It looks like it's all going to come crumbling down. Even the closest relationships that he has, it looks like they're going to betray him. And he's experiencing the loss of his own family, let alone friends and family members and uh, friends' family members are all, all been taken away. For the people spoke of stoning him because all the people were bitter in soul. Mm -hmm. So this tells me that every painful moment, every valley that we walk through, there is a choice where we can allow the distress and the pain of a moment to lead us to a point of bitterness where we begin to make accusation against the Lord and we begin to question the why of why these circumstances are happening. And in that moment of, of just the taste of the bitterness of the moment can lead to a residual legacy of just cynicism, pessimism, a bitterness, a resentment to where the moment becomes a lifetime mm. or we can do what David did and it says they were bitter in their soul because of the loss of their sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. That's so good. Now we've got to stop there and we'll pick this up in the next episode of how we take our mourning and we turn it into dancing. How we take off... Um, a garment of heaviness that our emotions will want to sew and fabricate for us and how we can put on a different garment where we engage the salvation of God, the reality of God's goodness and his power and his grace for our life. And, and, and we, we learn in these moments to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. So I want to talk about how you do that. And in faith-filled obedience, even though our emotions say, you don't want to do that, we learn to strengthen ourselves in the Lord. Well, we love you guys, and we ask uh, you to pray for us as we pray for you. And we just want to declare God is good, and he is good all the time. Yes. Love you guys. Bless Thank you. you. Thank you for joining us for the Age Changer Show. If you need more information, you can go to summitlifeministries.com and find out more. If you can like this and share this and get the word out, then other people can be encouraged by this word also. God bless you.
What's up, everybody? This is Josh Furrow from the Summit Life Ministries team. I just wanted to thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, and have a blessed week.